G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And I'm so blessed to have a couple of guests joining me in the studio. Professor Zahavet Gross, who is the UNESCO Berg Chair in Education and Human Values, Tolerance and Peace at Bar Elan University in Israel. And also Professor Emerita Suzanne Rutland of the University of Sydney. Now, there's a new report about religious instruction, or Special Religious Education, SRE, which has shed light on a very important issue. The report uh, report reveals that teaching religion in our schools actually reduces extremism. Religious education in schools can strengthen multiculturalism and reduce extremism in our wider communities. The report found schools offering special religious education, or SRE or RI, and general religious education were ideal settings for children to develop an understanding of peace and tolerance. It's our privilege to welcome the authors of this new report into the studio today. We're going to find out a bit of their story, and shortly we will be opening the phone lines if you'd like to have a talk about religious education in Australia. So let's uh, welcome along uh, Professor Zahavit Gross. Uh, tell us a bit about your story. Whereabouts were you born and raised? Welcome along. Shalom. I was born in Israel. I'm a second generation of Holocaust survivors. My father was a Holocaust survivor, and it is something which is really vital in my uh, own uh, biography. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm religious. I'm very pr- proud to be religious, I must uh, uh, say it. And uh, also my children are religious. Uh-huh. And uh, we are a very happy family. Mm. And... Um, I'm uh, the chairholder of a UNESCO chair for values, education, tolerance, and peace, and also the head of the Sal Van Gelder Center for Holocaust Research and Instruction. Mm. And my main specialty, uh, my main research uh, interests are religious education, peace education, and Holocaust education. Mm. And for 24 years, I'm a facilitator of a conflict resolution course between Palestinian and Jewish students at Bar-Ilan University. Mm. Uh, it is really a, an amazing experience. Uh, you know, I always know how I start the lesson. I can never predict how it's going to end. Uh, it's a very, very unique and special experience because uh, at the beginning of the semester, my students uh, meet each other and even don't look at each other. They don't, um, they look at each other as if they are with faceless face, you know. They don't practically look at each other. When they start talking to each other, they just look at the air and I'm telling them, please look at him. And it takes time and gradually, 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 they start uh, talking to each other. And this encounter is re- really very, very meaningful. Uh, and, you know, I'm telling them that uh, my main target is to create eye contact between them. And uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, experience. Mm. I really believe that uh, these kind of encounters are 
extremely important. And by the way, religion is a very important constituent with this, uh, within this kind of uh, encounter. Mm. You know, you always have uh, this question. You get into a classroom. You meet with the uh, students from, who are coming from different religions, Muslims, Christians, Jewish uh, students, Baha'i, uh, Sikh, uh, whatever they are. And um, there is an elephant in the room. And this elephant is religion because no one wants to speak about it. And the main question is, are you going to put religion on the table or under the table? And according to my perception and my experience, it's very important to deal with religion yeah. because uh, uh, this kind of um, uh, this kind of encounter and this kind of experience practically multiculturalize the encounter. It mm. makes it more interesting because people are coming from different perspectives. And uh, I truly believe that spirituality is a major constituent in the human psyche and uh, a major issue for well-being. And, you know, I base my, my, uh, this conception uh, on a huge study that was conducted in, at Harvard University where they found a correlation between spirituality and well-being. And that's why I think that uh, once you're putting religion on the table, the whole uh, environment is going to change and you're going practically to speak about the way real human beings face real reality. Mm. And I think that this discussion sh in the classroom should be real, should be relevant, should be responsive, and it should create relationships. Mm. And why... Once you put religion on the table, you have this kind of uh, wonderful experience, mm. which involves all those four criteria, which I mentioned before. Mm. Well, it's wonderful to hear a bit of your story, and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing a bit more about this report that we're going to discuss today yeah. about uh, religion in schools and the importance of it. And uh, just hearing you speak, too, has reminded me of my two trips to Israel. Uh, I remember... Uh, one of my first, uh, prob probably one of the most uh, memorable days in my life was visiting the Holocaust Museum mm -hmm. and it's seeing, yes, and seeing the videos, seeing the pictures, mm -hmm. listening to the the stories uh, of uh, of the Holocaust. Um, absolutely heartbreaking, but it made me, it inspired me to pray for the Jewish people more and more, yeah. and to pray for Israel. And uh, you know, thank and this, you. This is the thank thing. Thank you for this. We need to have a conversation, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. in Australia, Absolutely. we've been raised. You don't talk about religion. You don't no, talk no, about politics. No, no, you know? no, no. But that's we do need mistake. to talk, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> that's a huge mistake. You mm. should put religion on the table. Mm. Religion is a very important constituent. When you're talking about religion, you're not talking about the past. You're talking about the future, mm. and you have to take this into account and into consideration. Mm. And we as teachers, we have to be responsible. Mm. Responsibility means to practically, practically deal with religion and take religion very, very seriously. Wonderful. We are going to hear a bit more from Pro Professor Zahavit shortly. And also joining us in the studio is Professor Emerita Suzanne Rutland of the University of Sydney. Welcome along. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. Thank you. And it, 
wonderful to be here, so thanks. Now, I'd love to know a bit of your story. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Sydney. Uh Uh-huh. My parents were refugees from Europe, Mm -hmm. and I call them the lucky ones. Mm -hmm. They arrived on these wonderful shores in January 1939, Mm. and having that opportunity to come to a free country has led me as I was growing up to so appreciate Australia and Australian democracy. Mm. In terms of my family, and as with my dear colleague, Zahavid, the Holocaust also very much frames what I do and my passions because um, on my mother's side of the family that remained in Europe, there was only one survivor. Mm. And she was a 14-year-old girl who literally jumped the train on the way to Treblinka, which was one of the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've got a phone ringing in the studio. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> so someone's probably going, I can hear you on the radio. Um, <laughs> that's all right. Um, uh, so uh, that was on my mother's side. Mm-hmm. My father's story was a bit luckier because um, – some uh, two of my uncles were saved by Oscar Schindler. Wow! For those, yeah, I um, love the so movie they're, Schindler's yes, List. It's so exactly. powerful. Oh my goodness, what a story! So they, um, um, those who survived after the war, my parents sponsored the few survivors to come to Sydney. They're on my father's side, mm-hmm. not my mother's side, and so I grew up very much within the shadow of that story mm. of my blood grandparents all having been murdered, and. I grew up on the north shore of Sydney where um, Jewish life at the time was not very strong. Mm. So I actually have been involved in religious education, would you believe, from the age of 13. Wow. I graduated from our Sunday school at North Shore Synagogue. My knowledge was, uh, you know, the Hebrew alphabet is called, uh, the first two letters are Aleph Bet. Mm-hmm. That's where the word alphabet actually comes from. Oh, wow. Aleph Bet, alphabet. And my knowledge was just to know Aleph Bet, you know, mm. the Hebrew alphabet, and a little bit about Judaism. Um, but I felt that gap in my knowledge, and I guess one can say, uh, and throughout my life, I have tried to work to fill the gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, my area of research has been in the field of um, Australia and Jewish history in Australia. My major books deal uh, Edge of the Diaspora deals with that history. And um, as well as that, as I said, um, not only uh, have I worked building my own knowledge, but also worked through the University of Sydney to build the knowledge of my many wonderful young students, most of whom were not Jewish, uh, Christian, some Muslim, some Hindu, some uh, Baha'i, Buddhist, uh, to understand the history of the Jewish people from the destruction of the Second Temple until the present day. Mm. So that has been my passion and my life, and I believe religious education is crucial, and that's why um, my wonderful colleague, Zahavit, who I met at a conference in 2005, and we have been working since mm to develop our knowledge and understanding of teaching about religion. Mm, Wonderful. We are going to unpack 
your findings in just a moment. But let me just say, just hearing you talk about the growing up in the synagogue, um, I, I just got to tell you, girls, I went to uh, a synagogue in Israel on Yom Kippur. Oh my goodness! Where was it? What a celebration! Uh, I can't remember the name. Were you, were you <laughs> in Jerusalem? In or? Jerusalem, yeah. Oh yeah. yes, Yom Kippur in Jerusalem oh, is the most goodness. amazing experience. Yeah. What mm-hmm. I love is that there are no cars. Yeah, that's right. It's all quiet. <laughs> no cars. The religious families obviously going to the synagogue. Mm. The less religious families, and it's amazing feeling is that particularly in the evening, they're out on their bikes with their children. Mm. Mm. And you go into the street and everyone is there. Yeah. There's this family feeling, this community feeling. Yeah. That's why religion is so important Absolutely. in our problematic Modern society. Mm. And I remember going to the Western Wall and there were some young Jewish boys dancing around saying, la, 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 and, and I joined in with them. And, <laughs> and you know what? They, they, I said to my tour guide, a, a Jewish man from Melbourne, I said, do you think they'd be offended if I joined in? He said, no, 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 they would love it. Mm-hmm. If you joined in, mm, yeah. and and I guess this brings me to my point that yeah. you know we we need to have a healthy dialogue between religions, yeah. a, a rational, mm. loving, respectful yeah. dialogue, yeah. not attacking each other and arguing. Yeah. Oh, I believe this, you believe that. You know, not dividing us by our differences, but you know we have a we, we have a, a lot of things in common, and yeah. and I guess this is something that your report uh, really does uh, show that you know uh, it's important that students are provided with a safe place to explore their religious identities. Would, mm-hmm. would you speak to that for us? Yeah, you know, safe place was one of our findings. Mm. I mean, uh, when we attended the uh, SRE classes and uh, we saw that the students are so happy there, mm. we asked ourselves, what's going on here? What's the secret of success of this uh, educational framework? So then we started to conduct our fieldwork and the uh, interviews and focus groups with the students and also with individual students. Mm. And we asked them, why did you come to the classroom? You know, it's optional. It's very important to mention that it has to do with parental choice. Mm. It is not obligatory. If you want, you can go. And if you want, you, you, you are not obliged to come. So I asked the student, why did you come to the classroom? I mean, you could run away. And they said, no, we love this, uh, this class particularly. Mm. And I asked, okay, so what's the secret of success? And they said, you know, we feel very comfortable and very safe in this classroom. So then we understood that actually the SRE classes create a safe zone. And our first article, which was published in the British Journal of Religious Education, was entitled... SRE as a safe place. And this was the finding that mm. we practically found. You understand? Mm. And, you know, it was so amazing to hear uh, on uh, Tuesday, we presented our findings in the parliament in Sydney. And uh, both the Minister of Education and the Minister of, uh, of Shadow Education mentioned SRE as a safe place. Wow. They were using our Findings. Great. And it is really something that came up from the students' conversations and discussions, discussions with us mm. because they really practically feel comfortable. And that's a very important point because when we are talking about extremism and violence, you have to understand that if you give 
a student a real opportunity to sit and discuss about his religion, you really let him feel very, very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But according to our research findings, we are for SRE and also with which is accompanied with GRE. It's very important to give them also general knowledge about all religions. Mm-hmm. And this is really very important and you have to understand and really this is part of our findings that there are actually two stages. The first stage is the individual Uh, the individual stage where you construct your individual identity. But the second stage is the universal, uh, universal stage where through your individual identity, you want to be engaged with the rest of the world. Mm, and wonderful. you want to, to discuss and to see some other religious perspectives. Mm. And it's, A wonderful thing I mean people are afraid of religion I don't know why it's a, it's it's such a pity you know it's a sort of a myth that people are having and they they're usually using stereotypes and prejudice prejudice because they are fed up with many many non-logical things by social media and And uh, fake news, etc, etc. Yeah. But if you come into the classes, and that's exactly what we did, we sat in the classes, mm. we interviewed the students, we interviewed the parents, and we saw the power of spirituality and how is it important to their upbringing. Mm. And this is really very important. If well, I could just add very yes. briefly mm-hmm. that um, When Zahavit and myself started our research project, which was from 2008, uh, we were looking at the specific um, Jewish day schools initially. Mm-hmm. And then Zahavit said, we have to investigate what's happening in government schools. And I explained to her the SRE, RI system. And she was highly skept- skeptical. Mm-hmm. She said, "Oh, what can you achieve in a forty minute period, which once a week, mm. which effectively is twenty minutes and mm. then, when we started and you you've just heard her speak about it, when we started to go into the classrooms and we went in both Sydney and Melbourne, having gained there through the human ethics at the University of Sydney permission for our project, and Zavid started to ask the questions. And you just heard how she mm. spoke positively. She changed once speaking to the kids mm. and hearing their reaction, she completely changed her mind and suddenly realized that these 20 minutes or 13 minutes once a week actually highly impactful mm. for the kids who choose and their parents who choose to send their children to these classes. Mm. And indeed, they're very important for the social fabric Wonderful. of Australian society. Well, this is a very important topic, and we're going to open the phone lines right now if you'd like to join the conversation. And from Labrador, how are you? I'm fine. Before I tell you, Matt, I met, I met a friend of yours. Yes, who did you meet? Oh, yes. wonderful. Yes, he was at our church. Oh, what a small world, hey? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, I want to just tell you that I'm so grateful because of RE, because that was when I, I, I got taught about the Lord and Jesus and stuff at our school mm-hmm. many, many, many moons ago. And then through that, I became a Christian eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, um, I've got some friends who do RE too. 
um, one of them he does uh, up in Kuma, uh, high schools and stuff, and mm-hmm. and uh, the other one she she does um, Labrador down here, uh, the junior the junior ones. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and what, what what what's your thoughts about the importance of RE in our nation? Uh, I think it is because it gets the children to know about the Lord and, and know who we use and everything else. So it gets them to understand that, you know, in an atmosphere where um, they're not pressured, they they can sit and listen and they're not pressured to to um, do anything, but they they learn about all sorts of things there about the Lord mm, and very, different things as well. Yeah. Very good. Professor Zehavit, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that what you have said is really very important. And, you know, um, in our research, we found out that pedagogic approaches are very important. You know, we are living in the 21st century and our students are exposed to contested knowledges, knowledge. And uh, they are very reflective and very smart. We mm. have to take it into account. Now, you cannot use essentialist uh, methodology. Uh, in order to teach them, you have to use constructivist methodology. You don't have to preach, mm-hmm. you have to teach. Teach. Mm-hmm. And when you, what does it mean? It means to gradually construct and deconstruct it and reconstruct it with them. And I think that what Anne said actually echoes this uh, process mm. of constru- a very constructivist uh, approach that she underwent, mm. which, which helped her practically to construct deconstruct and reconstruct her own worldview. Mm, wonderful. Thank you so much for your call, Anne. Okay, bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And uh, we've also uh, got someone else on the line. It is Kerry from Victoria. Hey, how you going, Kerry? Sorry, Kerry, are you there? Hi, yes, yes. I'm here. What's your thoughts on RE or RI? <laughs> um, oh, back in year eight, I was in school in Melbourne, and we did a, a term on each uh, major religion, and I just learned so much about all the different variety of religions out there in the world, Mm -hmm. and I was already a Christian at that time, but it just really affirmed to me why I believe what I believe, and it just helped everybody open up discussions in the classroom, Mm -hmm. and I'll always remember that year, because it just helped me understand other people's perspectives so well. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Hey, thanks so much for your call. We're about to go to the news, but thanks for your call. Thank you. God bless. We welcome your calls today on 1-800-316-316. And joining us on the line is Mandy from Cairns. How are you, Mandy? I'm doing really well, Matt. How are you? Very good. What are your thoughts on RI in schools? I love RI in schools. I've um, taught in several schools. Um, and I just think it's awesome that kids can get the right meaning of who God is and learn who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. And have you found that uh, kids ask lots of questions? Uh, Let me just uh, caveat that by saying my mum recently shared her testimony that she's been a RI teacher most of her life, but when she was an atheist as a a young mum, my older brother came home after an RI class and said, Mum, why didn't you ever tell me about God? (laughs) And she felt guilty that she never even raised the subject in our home. And uh, through that journey, she ended up coming to faith, you know. Uh, but do you find that kids ask all sorts of interesting questions in RI classes? Oh, they, oh, they certainly do, especially <laughs> the little ones. They just ask sometimes the weirder things. But like on the same lines as your mum's testimony, was there was one class, I think they were grade ones, 
and it was the first lesson and I've just said, I'm here, why am I here? And they come up with all these weird things and I said, I'm going to tell you all about God. What do you know about God or Jesus? And one little hand goes up and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And he goes, it's a swear word. I'm like, oh, okay, we're starting from scratch. (laughs) (laughs) Speak into these kids' lives on who God really is and who Jesus really is. And then they go home and spread it to their family, just like your mum did Mm. with her son. But it's so important that they get the full meaning of that word and who he is. It's so cool. Mm. Professor, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I, I truly agree with what you're saying. And I must tell you that uh, GR, according to our findings, GRE and SRE helps to combat religious fundamentalism. Mm. If you don't teach RE systematically in the classes, you practically throw your students to the streets. Because, you know, students nowadays acquire their knowledge through social media. So, and that's why it is so important that they will come to the classroom and they will acquire, the, the, they will have their knowledge acquisition through a teacher and not through the social media, which mm. provides them with fake news. Mm. And, uh, you know, it is so important. And there is a sort of a chain, you know, you have knowledge acquisition, with, which brings you to attitudes, which creates behavior. Mm-hmm. And uh, you cannot jump. And you have to go through this sequence very, very systematically. Mm. So if you have a good teacher who really provides you with this knowledge of who is Jesus, who is God, who is Allah, systematically, then you're going to become a happy person because you know who you are and and what are your roots, which is really very important. And through your own identity, you will be able to respect the other and to, res- to be part of this global world. So I think that RE is really essential also for global citizenship mm. because, because through the understanding of your true religiosity and who you are and what does it mean to be related to a specific God, to a specific spiritual entity, you become a better person and you will become a better citizen and you will relate to global citizenship and to the whole universe in a much better and a promising way. As I said before, when you're talking about religion, you're not talking about the past, you're talking about the future. Mm, that's wonderful. Uh, Suzanne, anything you'd like to add to that? Uh, yes, I think that um, having a spiritual belief and God, whichever form, because we live in a multi-faith society, so whether it's our God God and the role of Jesus plays in people's life or Allah or whether it's Buddha, this uh, strong belief in a higher being is crucial to well-being. And the fact that children, young children today, have lost that meaning is actually leading to huge issues and problems in our society, problems of depression, 
problems of anxiety because the loss of belief also means the loss of belief in self. Mm. You need to have a belief that there is someone higher looking after you, whether Jesus is looking after you. You need also to develop the capacity of gratitude, of saying thank you to God, Mm. of blessing, saying blessings to people. And this has sadly been eroded in our society. And if you can learn to show gratitude, if you can give to others, if you can think about community, about your religious community and being involved in your religious community, then you will be a much happier person. Mm, And that is why R-E-R-I, however you want to call it, (laughs) is so needed in our current society. Yeah, wonderful. Mandy, any more thoughts or comments on that? No, no, that was excellent. That was so good. Yeah, just to teach them that they have a purpose and they're loved and it just – Get mm-hmm. them ready for when they hit the hard stuff later on in life. So our is so very important. So good, Mandy. Thank you for your call, and God bless you and all our Thank family you. up in Cairns. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Bless you guys. And joining us on the line is uh, Robin. Uh, oh, sorry, Joan from New South Wales. How are you doing, Joan? Good, thank you. Have you got a question or a comment about RI or RE? Well, I just want to um, say I've only just tuned in just before the news, but. I've been teaching for 14 years in our little school and I would have liked to have started with the small ones but I was given year five and six. <clears throat> and then, pardon me, then I realised what a wonderful um, gift it was to be able to teach them about, um, before they went to high school, I had the last bite of the cherry sort of thing in case mm-hmm. they don't get in high school. And um, as a child, I wasn't allowed to go to scripture. So I always feel encouraged. My parents believed in God, in Jesus, um, cross and everything, but I had a personal relationship with, with Jesus and Dad always read his Bible. But as a 30, I was a churchgoer um, through traditional church for 20 years and then 30 years ago I gave my life to the Lord and finding, it took me two years to find and I sat up in bed and said, Jesus, you are God. This is saying, you know, Isaiah, you are God. I felt I was blaspheming. And that was like finding the missing piece out of the jigsaw. I've never been a reader, but since I've been born again, I read bits of the Bible every day, and it's just, in 30 years, it's just changed my life. So this is, was my goal. We teach SRE uh, called God's Faith in our little school. There's only 30 children, 30-odd children that come to Scripture in our little school. But some years I've been able to give the whole class the Bible at the end of the year, and yesterday, um, four of them had said they'd like a Bible. I said, well, will you? Because I've got one each for the class, and they use it every week. And uh, they've written their name in it, and they'll be able to take it home when they go to high school or if they leave. Um, the other thing was, I liked the, the idea about thankfulness, and that's usually our prayer. Um, we go around the class, what can we thank the Lord for? God, Jesus the Lord, who, whatever, and we go around the class. And if I forget, I get reminded. And so that's been really wonderful. The other thing is, whenever I can um, incorporate it in a lesson, I try to make it fun because my aim is to teach them the Word of God is so precious mm-hmm. and He can talk to us and Jesus is real. And um, but last in the last year, I was able to use a big tablet for <clears throat> 
for um, a lesson because we were talking about the gifts God gives us, um, the motivational gifts it was. And so I bought a pavlova in with a bowl of cream and strawberries. And, oh, yum. And, and <laughs> I don't know whether you know the story about the pavlova. There's a little... Uh, it's too long to tell you. But the story is, say for me, I go into someone's home with a pavlova and and it's not my home, but I drop the pavlova all over the floor. Someone says, oh, what a waste. And someone says, oh, I knew that that, that was too big for the plate. And then someone else will say, I'll get a mop. And then someone says, don't worry. Ah. And, and, you know, it's okay. And then someone else says, I'll go and buy another one. And then someone says, you know, <laughs> it's all the different things. And it shows they're different gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gifts. good. And, and it, I, because I, you know, I try, I don't, you know, maybe once a term, I try to do something that might be, add a bit of fun to it because I believe that, um, it's just, that's just the way I teach. Yeah, wonderful. Because I think, because I think um, yes, and it's just strange that I wasn't allowed to go to Scripture because my parents didn't believe that Jesus is God, and that was the difference. But I said I'd teach for a term, and 14 years later I'm still here. <laughs> so, Good on you, Joan. So thank God you. bless, and thank you for all your, all your encouragement and, and the thankfulness bit, yes. I agree. So Pretty good. Sure. Well, we're thankful for your call, Joan. Thank you so much. Bye. Uh, good comments there. Any, yes, any, any response? And, um, I'd like to follow up mm. on what Joan just said because our research with SRE was precisely highlighting those issues. It needs to be fun. Mm. Students yeah. need to have choice. Yeah. Choice is very important, both parental choice mm-hmm. and student choice. Mm. So not to impose or enforce as my dear friend has said not to preach but mm-hmm. to teach. The other elements that we found was it was it's important to have an interactive experience mm. for the kids to become directly involved mm-hmm. and engaged in the learning process. So it should be student driven rather than being just teacher driven and teacher directive, which worked in previous generation, it doesn't work for our generation. And so through our research, we have argued that what's important is not just the issues of content, but how you teach it, Mm. the pedagogic approaches. And in order to achieve that, it's very important to have some professional development. And most SRE, RI teachers are volunteers. They're just coming into the schools, but it's important for them to also have the opportunity to have some professional development to understand these teaching techniques which are so important for young people in our society today. So thank you, Joan, for raising those points. Wonderful. Thanks for your call, Joan. And, you know, what we found out really in our research is that experiential learning is very, very important because the students want want to be engaged. Engagement is a very important and vital uh, issue. And, you know, as a pop... Uh, Francis said that you have to be engaged through the the head, mm-hmm. the heart, and the hands. And that's exactly what's going on in the SRE uh, classes. And, you know, nowadays we, found we, we can find adolescents who are depressed, who lose meaning in life, who want to commit suicide because they don't have uh, any meaning. They don't find it. Who are so anxious. Yet spirituality really provides them with meaning and it is so important. Mm. 
and so important in this 21st century. And we have to understand that while we are teaching them SRE classes, we are really giving them meaning to live, why to wake up tomorrow in the morning, mm. and why to come to school mm. and be happy. Mm. And this is so important. Mm. It reminds me of the, the famous quote from the French philosopher Pascal. Mm -hmm. He said, there's a void in everyone's heart, yeah. uh, and we try and fill it with all sorts of things, but yeah. it's really only God that will fill that void yeah. in our heart uh, to give us purpose. So, uh, yeah. Very good. If you'd like to uh, join the conversation, we, we've got some more callers on the line. We've got Robin. How are you, Robin? Yes, hi. <coughs> hi. Have you got um, any questions or comments? Yeah. yeah, I just want to say I'm researching at the moment. I'm working on a, a series of paintings on the spiritual aspects of Second World War. So, um, you know, the Nazis started off in, in an occultish um, belief, which uh, really challenged um, the, the true Christian uh, churches over there and, and either submitted them to their beliefs or, um, or destroyed them. And then that develops into the persecution of the Jews, persecution of um, others, and um, which led to the Holocaust or whatever. So mm -hmm. it's been interesting. Um, I, I knew a lot about the Second World War before, but... More so now, and, and um, these beautiful uh, videos, well, I wouldn't say, well, they're not beautiful in the, in the subject, but um, they, they really, really highlight the story of the Holocaust, how, how disgusting it is. But I'm wanting to, to portray in these series of paintings that it can happen again, and I believe it is. There's, there's so much uh, spiritual, occultish, uh, anti-God... Anti you know, stuff in the world, the same as the Nazis. They're, up, they're becoming oppressive. They're trying to shut up any, anybody that uh, wants to follow God and, you know, do right. Mm. Fascinating uh, topic you raised there, Robin. I was just reading last week about Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was yeah. a religious minister who stood up against Hitler in, yeah. uh, in World War II and was, was martyred for his faith in the end. But he was so passionate about making sure the, the true Christian church stood up for the Jews and yeah. spoke out against the, the lies and the brainwashing that, that, that Hitler was, was bringing in his day. Uh, certainly a very hot topic with, with our two guests here today. Who'd like to tackle the, the response to this one? Yeah, <laughs> no, I want to tell, I, you know, uh, I really want to thank you for, say, for saying what you have said as a Jew, as a second generation. I must tell you something uh, very personal we, because we started with mm. a very personal point of view. So I want to tell you, you know, my name is Zavit which means gold after my great-grandmother, uh, whose name was Zlate, and unfortunately died in the Holocaust. Oh. And I always try to think about her last journey to the gas chambers. And I thought to myself, I, I, I was thinking about her standing in the queue, you know, to the gas chambers. And I thought that if an angel would have come from heaven and tell her, Zlata, you know, you are doomed to, to die. This is your fate. But you know, you will have a great, a great, great a daughter, a great granddaughter whose name will be Zehavit. She will be privileged to live in Israel and she will be a researcher who will research SRE in Australia. <laughs> I'm sure my great grandmother Zlate would have said, would have looked up to heaven saying, that will happen in the Messiah day. 
And it happens today. We are living in this Messiah day. And my question is, what is our responsibility? We are so privileged to live in such a wonderful world where we have advanced ICT and so many wonderful things. And my main question is, what is our responsibility? And how can we thank God for being so privileged to live in such a wonderful world? I think that what we should do is really create meaningful spiritual life, which will make us all much better and real human beings. What a beautiful, beautiful response. Uh, Professor Suzanne, your response. Yes. Um, well, firstly, I'm a historian, so I agree with the comments. Nazism was paganism. Mm. It was um, something that was immoral, that totally undermined God, although officially, of course, Germany was a Christian society. But the type of uh, propaganda and approach of Hitler was really a paganist, was mm. going backwards seriously. Mm. And I think it's important to understand that and certainly seen through actions of individuals and through art and through what was happening. Mm. And yet within that dark world were Hitler among the Jewish people, but there were also Seventh-day Adventists who were very seriously persecuted. Mm -hmm. um, the Jewish people's response, Hitler tried to dehumanize them, mm. to take away their humanity. Mm. But he didn't succeed. And there were Jews, as they were going to their death, would sing, Anima Min, I believe in perfect, perfect faith in the coming of the Messiah. Mm. And I feel like Zavit, my grandparents, for example, on my mother's side, who were murdered as they were rounded up in this small village, in this shtetl in Poland. And I think, and I dedicated my book to them, my main history of Australian Jewry, because I felt here in Australia we needed to rebuild, rebuild the positivity of religion, rebuild the positivity of our knowledge, of our culture, our history and our tradition. Mm. And I'm Jewish, so that was my way, but I think every religious group needs to value the depth of their history, their tradition, their religion, and their belief. Mm. It's so important for our society. You Beautiful. know, I want to add something. Uh, you know, uh, I'm inspired by, by what uh, my dear colleague Suzanne have said. And, you know, I published a book entitled As the on the Holocaust Education, entitled As the Witnesses Fall Silent, 21st Century Holocaust Education in Curriculum, Policy, and Practice. And I dedicate this book to my father. Unfortunately, he died a year ago, but he was privileged enough to get this uh, wonderful present. And in my dedication, I wrote to my father, thank you for choosing to live, and thank you for choosing to lead meaningful religious life mm. in the state of Israel. And I think that this is a matter of choice because, you know, the survivors, after they underwent this tough life in the Holocaust, in the concentration camps, to wake up in the morning and to live normally was a real choice. So that's why I dedicated this wonderful dedication to my father saying, thank you for choosing to live and thank you for choosing to lead 
meaningful religious life. Mm, Because after the Holocaust, you know, they were challenged by God, but they chose to be religious. Mm. They chose to be in touch with God and to follow his wonderful way and his wonderful way of life and the precepts and the Bible and everything. Mm. Wonderful. Well, it's been beautiful to hear your response today, and uh, I think we still do have uh, Robin on the line. Thank you so much, Robin, for your call today. Okay, thank you. God bless. Shalom. (laughs) And uh, we're out of time uh, for our callers today. Uh, Thank you, everyone who's called in and been a part of the conversation, and uh, it's been an honour to uh, be joined by Professor Zahavit Gross from the Bar-Elan University in Israel and Professor Emerita Suzanne Rutland of the University of Sydney. And uh, interestingly, we were just chatting about Bob Mendelssohn, who runs the Jews for Jesus bookshop in Bondi. Mm-hmm. Apparently, some of Suzanne's books are in there. So if you do want to, mm-hmm. you know, but if you, if you, uh, you want to uh, find out more, contact us here at the station. We can pass on the information about this uh, special report shedding light on special religious education in Australia. It's been wonderful to learn so much today. And uh, I would like to... Uh, uh, I definitely want to visit Israel again after chatting with you two ladies Please, today. Come and be Ma- my guest. Maybe yeah. next year in Jerusalem. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and from all of us here at Vision Radio, I've, I've just given you a word for today devotional and a bit more information about us. And we'll be praying for you and for the, the this report to impact many people and, and for SRE, SRI to continue to uh, be taught in our schools in this nation. It's so important that we have that blessing in this nation. So from all of us at Vision, shalom. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. shalom. God bless. <laughs> Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.